Hello, this is Janet Gallen welcoming you to Love Letters Live. And today's guest is a friend of mine. And I consider him a good friend, even though we only saw each other once. Was it like eight years ago? His yeah, name? In, in old school Alamany too, up in Bernal Heights. <laughs> yes, it was so, okay, what, can we tell about this? All right, well, anyway, I just wanna say Selassie Blackwell, who is a rapper or a rap artist and a community activist with quite a history in both. So I'm just gonna go to you to say hello to everybody first. Hey, how, how's everybody doing out there? Thank having me on your show, Love Letters. I, I so appreciate it. I'm a fan and I look forward to talking with you. Me too, with you. Okay, can we talk for just a minute about how we met? Because I think that how we became, how we met is such a good lesson in um, something or other and how friendships evolve. It's always just like a magic act to me, but do you remember how we met? You tell it and then I'll tell it. I was um I was in San Francisco. I'm born and raised in San Francisco, guys. And um and I, I always would promote, go out and promote my, my show. And um one particular day I was like, well let me go up to Bernal Heights. I always go to I would go to every part of the city. Like I, I would not be, like to leave any stone unturned. So I would like went up to Bernal Heights way up there and and I was putting up posters and, and you were with a young lady and you were like crossing the street or getting out of the car or something and and I was putting on my poster and, and you said something very nice. And I'm, I'm, I'm always respectful of myself. Like I was raised with, you know, to respect my, my peoples and, and, and humanity and all that. And, um, and just, I always say hello to people. I'm very nice. I, I, I think I am. And, and, and I get that back. So you, you get that back when you, when you give that. So um, I was doing something and you said something to me. I can't remember particularly what you said, but I remember, the young lady that was with you. I know, I remember she looked like, what is going on? I remember not like in a bad way, but I, you know, I don't okay, know. Okay, well, was that was my daughter. And you you know, with mothers and daughters or children and parents, they always look like what's going on because you're always doing something a little, but here's what happened. Like putting up a poster, <laughs> but we started yeah. like talking, you know, and, and it was cool. And I remember you and, and, and you told me about your show and I was, I was producing shows at the time. And, right. and we got our connection and, and we've been connected for the, all this long online. I know. So, so here's what I remember and very close to what you're saying. I had gotten out of the car with my daughter. We were up on Bern on Cortland. And I got into the car and I noticed that a flyer had fallen to the ground. So I picked it up and I noticed that it was an announcement of a concert, a music presentation. I looked up and there you were, you know, like a quarter of a block, third of a block away. And I picked it up and I ran up to you and I said, excuse me, because I'm such a busy body. We can thank the fact that I am such a busy body that we became, I said, excuse me. I said, this just fell off. Your poster just fell off and it looks like it's something important. Do you have a better way of attaching these to the, you know, the, the posts? Anyway, we started to talk. I asked you about your music and you sweetly invited me to your show, which I intended to come to and I couldn't, you know why? Because San Francisco and the issue of parking, finding a parking place at night was just, I couldn't, so I didn't end up going. But, and so we, we have stayed in touch like for eight years. And I, wow. see, I see what you post. I saw when you, when you oh, did that sit in and almost starved yourself to death. We can talk about that if you like. And you've done some, I think personally, people who put music into this world 
are first of all important people and it's such a generous thing to do yeah i can't yeah you you remember like i my brain is you know is, i get fried out but like i remember things and like when you said that it all just came back i so remember that like I would I would go out and put up my posters everywhere, and I remember meeting you. I remember that. That's that's so cool. And like you said, we've only met once, but like I have, you know, followed you online for years, and, and vice and versa. Me to you. And by the and by the way, for all the times that we think, okay, if I'm ever in LA or you're ever up here, we'll get together and we'll have a cup of coffee and a visit. Now with the pandemic and Zoom miracle on Earth, we finally made it. Yeah, I think this is my third Zoom thing, so I'm getting used to it, um, and 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 uh, I'm kind of uncomfortable with it, but I'm I'm getting used to it. You're doing fine. You're doing fine. Let me let me ask you something. So, what is? There's so many things to talk about with you. What kind of music are you doing, and what are you saying through the music, and who do you want to reach? Well, I produce conscious political hip hop. And um, it's more of uh, talking to people and telling them what I think we should do, how, how I believe we could make it better. And, um, and, and a lot of it is allegorical third person. You know, sometimes it's me speaking, but sometimes I'll, I'll speak allegorically. But it's really to reach people to, to make a change with their voice. I, I, I have a, a voice, so I always use my voice to make change. And, it, I, and that's why I accept all kinds of voices, not just voices that sound like me. So I love all kinds of voices, even dissenting voices. I, I love to agree to disagree. Oh, and that is so important because I personally love preaching to the choir. Feels good, feels good, but I don't learn anything. Right. Right. I don't learn anything. And by the way, I, you know, I became such a fan of rap some time ago because I had heard, you know, just from people that I knew or came across such negative things and how it was hostile and it was, you know, so such a damning view of women and the language. So I heard all this and I thought, well, these rap artists are talking to somebody. Maybe they're talking to me. So I started to listen. And I'll tell you, a whole good world opened up. For me, yeah. I do conscious political underground hip hop, so I'm not contracted to a label. So if I was on a label, maybe they, oh no, not maybe, they would tell me what I had to do, what I what I couldn't do. So really? being an, an artist, I'm I'm like a world poet. I can say what I want, and okay, I can. So that, that's that's the word because when you listen to the lyrics of all the rap, it is definitely poetry, right. You know, yeah, it's bad language or uh, bad intentions with the with the raps. Rap is centered on a poetic tone. So my music, I I'm a I'm a poet. I'm more of a poet. A rapper is is you know I'm a rapper because it's, it's it's rap. You know, it's a it's an art form of hip hop rap music, expressing yourself through words. But I've always been a poet. I've always admired poets like you know Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, you know. Um, Amari Baraka, I mean, just, just any, anybody who was a poet, you know, um, Mark Twain, you know, just to go there, I mean, old school poets, you know, Aesop, I've always loved poetry growing up, so. Good for you, you know, what, did, what did you, what did you get at home? I know, I hope if I'm not crossing a line here or anything, but um, I've seen the kind of things that you posted about your mother, and I know how much you love her. 
or loved her and and how awful it was losing her hey. what what did she teach you from the start about poetry and expressing yourself and using your voice and reaching out to everyone she must have been quite a woman yeah thank you for letting me talk about my mom yeah i did lose my mom unfortunately a few years ago but i had her for 40 years and she taught me so much. And I was raised with books, you know, from the time I can remember, I, I was raised with books. My mother and father, um, they were, they, they prided themselves on books. I, I own over a thousand books. Wow. Physical books. So yeah. I love mine. And um, a lot of them were inherited to me, but I've, I've, I've purchased a lot as well. But so I was raised with books, poetry, knowledge, you know, Stephen King, um, this, uh, 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 this, this, uh, uh, every Alice Walker, just all kind of books that I can remember, just history books, you know. So I always read, and so that I think that that's why I always have a subject matter with my music. I never seem to not, I don't have to resort to, um, evil topics to rap about, you know. I can, uh -huh. when substance, you have knowledge yourself, there's plenty of things to rap about. So, me being political and always wanting to make things right, I'm always preaching to the, not really preaching to the choir, but expressing my point about how I think we can make things better. Malcolm X was a big influence on me where he taught me, you don't worry about what other people think about you. You worry about what you think about you. You know, you worry about how you project yourself to society. You don't have a crutch where you think you know, how people think about you, you know, people are going to hate whatever you do. So you just have to do right and you have to just keep pushing. But my mom was very expressive and she was, she was, she raised me to be free, a free thinker. So I am a free thinker. So I use that with my music. I use that with my expression. My thoughts um, are not constrained. So I was always taught it doesn't cost anything to dream. So um, I've always dreamed uh, without any cost associated with it. Well, let me ask you something else on, you know, you talk about wanting to make things better and we are living at a time right now where things have got to be made better or we'll just crack under the strain as, as a nation and as humankind, we're in just terrible trouble, terrible trouble. What do you think can be done to make things better? And do you think, do you think anything has gotten better? Let's say in the last, oh, I can't talk about three weeks, but you know, in the last couple of years, has anything gotten better? Yes, I, one thing that really shocked me um, that I was very pleased is that people did not let their vote get distracted. People of all kinds, even on the, on the side that you might not agree with, they realized the power of the vote. And yes. They didn't expect any propaganda on TV or, or discussions at home. Everyone seemed to have, you know, this is my one vote. This is something that as an American that I'm proud of and that I'm that no one can take away from me. Like I'm glad we live in that time where we're not in some tyranny where they take away your vote. It seems to be, uh, not seems to be, but 160 million people, there's 7 million more people than the person that, you know, for the person that I endorsed, but he got seven more, 7 million more votes, but everyone took the power in that vote. So that yeah. made so very good. And you know, when over the over the ages you see so much i mean i'm a lot older than you so i've seen more of it but you know even i don't know how old you are but i'm talking about like i was in berkeley in the 60s and oh. 
oh, well, I could be your grandma, but that's okay. I could. Um, what? You are like a, like my, not my, my grandma, but like, there's a story briefly, a guy that met um, this random lady on Thanksgiving uh -huh. and for like the past six Thanksgivings because he called, he called this number on Thanksgiving thinking it was his grandmother, but it wasn't. It was this other lady on the phone <laughs> and they connected and they, he's been going to her house the last six, seven years. Isn't that just a miracle how friendships pick up in the most unlikely or surprising ways you think that, you know, somebody's directing us sometimes. So about, about, yes, you hear a lot about power to the people and yet people were staying home and not voting. And some people were not allowed to vote and some people were being intimidated. And people just stood up and took strength this year. And, you know, I'd see, I'd see people on the television and they'd be interviewing some, you know, older woman in Georgia, God bless Georgia. And being, you know, just talking about how I realize my vote counts and I can make a difference. And individuals are realizing that one at a time together, we can make a difference. Yeah, I was very shocked by that with, with all the division that was going on um, online, on TV, the divisiveness, you know, but this, this country is not um, exempt of divisiveness. I mean, it, hardly, right. But this, it was pretty, it was pretty rough this round, but, but that really made me feel good to be an American, to see how oh, many people. Yeah, I had feelings like that too, and just proud of people, proud see, of people. I very mad at this country, but I love this country. I'm a patriot. So I yeah. feel like you know, I can go out in the streets right now and grab some dirt out of the ground and I can squeeze it hard enough in the blood of my ancestors to drip out of that dirt. So this country is just as much mine as it is yours, as it is anyone else's. So when you have a relationship like that with, the, with your country and you love it and you hate it at the same time, then, then you can, that gives you passion to try to make it better. Good so you. like what we're doing, like, you know, I could do that with somebody that I extremely disagree with because I go into a conversation, look, we're going to agree to disagree. And people like to have discourse with me like that, like online and stuff. People don't cuss me out and call me names. And, and, I, and I engage with people on an intelligent level, you know, where I'll engage with you intelligently where we can disagree. You know, I love that kind of dialogue. Yes. Let me ask you something. Are you... Are you able acts, you know, things like that? Well, are you able to like people who have widely divergent views than yours? I mean, I have friends who just won't put up with anybody who doesn't think the same. Which yeah, I, I think is too bad, but I, I could I could find something that I like about somebody even if I find something I don't like about them. Good for you. That's a very important thing. You know, I think one of the things that is that we should let be our guide in life is that we attribute the best to other people. I mean, there you were, a total stranger walking down the street, but I could see that you looked like a nice man and you were doing music. And so immediately I would just attribute the best to you and hello there, come have a hug. I, I think that's important to yeah, attribute the best to others. The world would be a lot better like that. I, I don't know, I'm, like I say, I'm a dreamer. You know, and like I, it, it didn't cost anything for me to dream. So when I was going, you know, and I, I feel I have a good heart. So I, 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 I would dream and I dream about good things, how, you know, so, you know, I look at it like this, like the way that things are now with the political structure, how everything is messed up, it doesn't have to be that way. There are other ways to fix it. 
Yes. So it's time to, to do it. Let me I'm ask gonna you. Do, this year, I haven't said it, but I'm going to do, this is the first time I'm saying it, but I'm going to do a large demonstration on the homelessness in this country in the next coming weeks. I'm announcing it on your show. I'm going to do something very drastic um, to get everybody's attention with this homeless situation because it's quite frankly, I can't sleep at night. Yes. I can't traumatize. I live in Los Angeles and it is some of the worst homeless populations and conditions that you would probably see in the United States of America. Now, I lived in San Francisco my whole life and I've seen San Francisco change like that. Um, and I've done different things to uh, try to shine a light on that. I, I remember years ago um, during a demonstration, we slept outside on Folsom Street all night. When mm -hmm. Folsom, Folsom from, I'm kind of, oh, yeah, Valencia all the way down to Folsom Street, you know, was just tense. So we did a demonstration to sleep outside. But uh, like you say, so maybe my little contribution to try to get people in LA to, take heed to what's going on maybe that sparks a power kick just like George death was horrible but George Floyd changed the world didn't isn't that the truth that that man had to be sacrificed is just horrible um horrible. yes horrible. inexcusable and it goes on and on you see people just these men being murdered by yes yes it's horrible. and and, and uh, you know those police those police pardon me I don't know if I Oh, pardon me, I'm sorry. I don't know if I'll do a hunger strike, but I'm going to do something to get the attention of uh, the Los Angeles residents that something's got to change. Well, now you have you have your own podcast now. Yeah, actually, I just started a little a show on YouTube. Um, but how do we uh, find yeah. how do we find that, Salasi? Week was the pilot. This week's the uh, first show. It's uh, on YouTube.com/slash/TheRapContest. Okay, so I'll look on that. I've, I've seen some of your other things on that, but I didn't see your podcast. Okay, well, that's good to know. Let me ask you something, because, you know, I am largely about writing love letters. That means letters of friendship, inviting people in, any kind of letter. If you have a positive thing to say about somebody, why take it to your grave with you? Why not put it down on paper, stamp it, and send it off? And I, I have a thought because I know you have a beautiful daughter and I know that you, um, how much you loved your mother. And I, I always kind of like the idea of writing to the parents we've lost and that we love and talking to them about how wonderful they are, but sending it to our children so they have it on paper forever, how much you loved your mother. I don't know. I don't know if that appeals to you, but you know, so much of what you're doing is really a part of history. And if you kind of leave a written paper trail, it will be very valuable in the future. I don't know. What do you think? That's that's pretty amazing. You said that. My mother um, encouraged me to write letters to people. If you can't get your I'm point sure. across. So the last few years, like when, make a, a quick story. My, my daughter's 18 now, but when she was like four or three, it was a power struggle with my family and her family. Who wanted to be the most, who was gonna get her, all the kind of stuff. I was, I had problems with um, my, the, uh, 
the mother of my child's mother. Not problems, but we just didn't see eye to eye, blah, blah, blah. Make a long story short, the whole family, both sides. Make a long story short, my mother said, why don't you write them a letter and tell them how you feel? Because we couldn't get on the phone for more than 30 seconds. So I said, okay, I'll try that. And this was 15, 15 years ago. I wrote a letter and poured my heart out about how I felt about what I wanted with my daughter and how I could be in her, all this. I wrote it to um, her grandmother, her father, her mother, and her sister. And I wrote them all a variation of the same letter. And I dropped it off at all of their house. And um, her mother read it and wrote me back. And, and from there, our differences were, were settled. Ah, there you go. Okay, so I don't have to convince you. Was important to me. I knew how much Avery was important to them. We both were saying the same thing. We just couldn't say it because we were saying it in a different way. And the letter um, mended the bond. Okay, so that is so smart. All that you just said, thank you. I'm so glad you did. And I have seen in my experience, this these kind of, first of all, when you're talking to somebody on the phone and you um, make a point, you know, they're not so listening and they want to interrupt and tell you how they, a letter gives them the leisure to read what you feel with no worry about responding until they're ready. Oh, I want to thank you for doing this with me. I know that we're all going to be out of time soon, but um, this is important. All yeah, the and this is very spontaneous. I think we did okay. I'm sitting oh, on the floor. We for sure did okay. And I'm so happy to just be visiting with you. Look at that smiling, cute face. Okay. Thank you, dear. So we're, we're connected. And yeah, uh, we're connected. On my show too, like a brief something, or I'm gonna figure out the best way to do it. It's gonna be really cool too. Don't think that it's gonna be really cool to introduce you and, and what you do to the hip hop community that I represent. I'm gonna find a very very clever way to do that. Oh, on terms, you know, on and, and during your time, if you're if you're up to it, nothing intrusive or invasive, but something really cool. I, I don't even mind a little intrusive. I mean, <laughs> listen. It was intrusive that got us to be friends. I just marched up and say. <laughs> I could not, I remember, don't get me wrong, but I remember, but when you brought back the details, I could, yeah, I remember that. But, sure. but man, I remember, and didn't you give me a hug? We gave, I gave you a hug or something. I oh, think yeah, well, by the time we finished that conversation, we were giving each other a hug, sure. I remember it's how your daughter was like, what in the hell is going on? Like, not in a bad way, well, but. Like, sort of like if she sees you, she gonna know what's up because it wasn't a bad way, it was protective. It's how you do it. But, oh. you know, mom, she was kind of like, mom, what are you doing? Like, not like that, but, you know, but she could see it wasn't any malice or any harm, but no, no, no. here's me saying this, if she watches, she'll go back to that moment in time. Like, I was like, why are you talking to this random guy on the street that's picking up a poster? Like, that's right. Well, you know, it's like mommy's talking to strangers again, but, um, you know, when you, when you think about it, like every friend was once a stranger, right? Right. You know, but you, you, I do this. Like I, I look out for the stranger, you know, like, like I could have, it's not even about giving people money, but you have to look out for the stranger. You know, you, you do, if you want to have a good society, it, you don't have a society that's good. You walk right over somebody that's screaming help or walk right over somebody that, 
you know, comes over and looks you in the eye. Hello, how are you doing today? You know, I'm so hungry, you know, today. Can I get a dollar? You know, I'm just saying that in that context, because you, you get that in every corner in L.A. You well, know. you get, you know, you get it, you get it here a lot too. And like now, you know, it's too hard to go close enough to somebody to, to we can't touch her. But I remember one woman on the street. Throw the money or, I know that sounds bad, but I'm like, yo, man, I got you. Just stay, stay, stay 10 feet back. Here you go. I well, throw a dollar. That's horrible. <laughs> you know, you, you just reminded me talking about people on the street and people who need help. There was a, a little old lady once who, I mean, I, I talked to, I talked to strangers. I talked to people who were, you know, seen as homeless. I don't know whether they really are, but you know, they seem to be in that popular. And I've had some lovely conversations, but this one woman came up to me downtown San Francisco years ago. And she, she just, she was just tiny and gray and pale. And she came up to me and she said, sister, can you help me? I want to tell you that sister got me. And I realized, indeed, we are. Sister, can you help me? Oh, that was so powerful. All the same. I, I see myself like out there like that. Like I'm like, what if I was out there like that? Like, and it's you know, it's a horrible thing. So I try to do what I can, you know. Yes. I bet you you do a lot, and you're going to do more in life. Well, thank you, dear, for doing this. I'm going to tell you goodbye now before Zoom cuts us off, so we can. Thank you, all the viewers. Um, and I look forward to working with you more. Me to you. And thank you for saying yes. God bless. Stay away from everybody. Don't I am. That's nothing. I know. Okay. I miss an armful, but from me to you, goodbye. I'll talk to you later. Bye, dear. I don't even know how to turn it out. Oh, I got it. Okay, sorry.